एम लक्ष्मीकांत इंडियन पॉलिटी चैप्टर 59 सेंट्रल विजिलेंस कमीशन एस्टैब्लिशमेंट द सेंट्रल विजिलेंस कमीशन सीबीसी इज द मेन एजेंसी फॉर प्रिवेंटिंग करप्शन इन द सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट इट वाज एस्टैब्लिश्ड इन 1964 बाय एन एग्जीक्यूटिव रेजोल्यूशन ऑफ द सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट Its establishment was recommended by the Santhanam Committee on Prevention of Corruption 1962 to 1964. Thus originally the CBC was neither a constitutional body nor a statutory body. Later in 2003 the parliament enacted a law conferring statutory status on the CBC. In 2004 The CBC has been designated as the agency to receive and act on complaints or disclosure on any allegation of corruption or misuse of office from whistleblowers under the Public Interest Disclosure and Protection of Informers Resolution PEP which is popularly known as Whistleblowers Resolution. The commission is also empowered as the only designated agency to take action against complainants making motivated or vexatious complaints. The CBC is conceived to be the apex vigilance institution free of control from any executive authority monitoring all vigilance activity under the central government and advising various authorities in central government organizations in planning executing reviewing and reforming their vigilance work composition the cbc is a multi-member body consisting of a central vigilance commissioner chairperson and not more than two vigilance commissioners they are appointed by the president by warrant under his hand and seal on the recommendation of a three-member committee consisting of the prime minister as its head the union minister of home affairs and the leader of the opposition in the lok sabha they hold office for a term of 4 years or until they attain the age of 65 years whichever is earlier after their tenure they are not eligible for further employment under the central or a state government the president can remove the central vigilance commissioner or any vigilance commissioner from the office under the following circumstances a if he is adjudged an insolvent or b if he has been convicted of an offence which in the opinion of the central government involves a moral turpitude or c if he engages during his term of office in any paid employment outside the duties of his office or d if he is in the opinion of the president unfit to continue in office by reason of infirmity of mind or body or e if he has acquired such financial or other interest as is likely to affect prejudicially his official functions in addition to these the president can also remove the central vigilance commissioner or any vigilance commissioner on the ground of proved misbehavior or incapacity However in these cases the president has to refer the matter to the supreme court for an inquiry if the supreme court after the inquiry upholds the cause of removal and advises so then the president can remove him he is deemed to be guilty of misbehavior if he a is concerned or interested in any contract or agreement made by the central government or b 
participates in any way in the profit of such contract or agreement or in any benefit or emolument arising therefrom otherwise than as a member and in common with the other members of an incorporated company. The salary, allowances and other conditions of service of the Central Vigilance Commissioner are similar to those of the Chairman of UPSC and that of the Vigilance Commissioner are similar to those of a member of UPSC. But they cannot be varied to his disadvantage after his appointment. Organization The CVC has its own Secretariat, Chief Technical Examiner's Wing, CTE, and a Wing of Commissioners for Departmental Inquiries, CDIs. Secretariat The Secretariat consists of a Secretary, Joint Secretaries, Deputy Secretaries, Under Secretaries, and Office Staff. Chief Technical Examiner's Wing The Chief Technical Examiner's Organization constitutes the technical wing of the CVC. It consists of Chief Engineers, designated as Chief Technical Examiners, and supporting engineering staff. The main functions assigned to this organization are as follows. 1. Technical Audit of Construction Works of Government Organizations from a Vigilance Angle. 2. Investigation of Specific Cases of Complaints Relating to Construction Works. 3. Extension of Assistance to CBI in their investigations involving technical matters and for evaluation of properties in Delhi. 4. Tendering of Advice Assistance to the CVC and Chief Vigilance Officers in Vigilance Cases Involving Technical Matters. Commissioners for Departmental Inquiries, the CDIs function as inquiry officers to conduct oral inquiries in departmental proceedings initiated against public servants. Functions The functions of the CVC are 1. To inquire or cause an inquiry or investigation to be conducted on a reference made by the central government wherein it is alleged that a public servant being an employee of the central government or its authorities has committed an offence under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. 2. To inquire or cause an inquiry or investigation to be conducted into any complaint against any official belonging to the below-mentioned category of officials wherein it is alleged that he has committed an offence under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. A. Members of All India Services serving in the Union and Group A officers of the Central Government and B. Specified level of officers of the authorities of the Central Government. 3. To exercise superintendence over the functioning of the Delhi Special Police Establishment, CBI, insofar as it relates to the investigation of offences under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. 4. To give directions to the Delhi Special Police Establishment, CBI, for superintendence insofar as it relates to the investigation of offences under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. 5. To review the progress of investigations conducted by the Delhi Special Police Establishment into offences alleged to have been committed under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. 6. To review the progress of applications pending with the competent authorities 
for sanction of prosecution under the Prevention of Corruption Act, 1988. 7. To tender advice to the central government and its authorities on such matters as are referred to it by them. 8. To exercise superintendence over the vigilance administration in the ministries of the central government or its authorities. 9. To undertake or cause an inquiry into complaints received under the Public Interest Disclosure and Protection of Informers Resolution and recommend appropriate action. 10. The central government is required to consult the CVC in making rules and regulations governing the vigilance and disciplinary matters relating to the members of Central Services and All India Services. 11. The Central Vigilance Commissioner, CVC, is the chairperson and the two vigilance commissioners along with secretaries of MO Home Affairs, DO Personnel and Training and the DO Revenue in MO Finance are the members of the selection committees on whose recommendation the central government appoints the Director of Enforcement. Further, this committee, in consultation with the Director of Enforcement, recommends officers for appointments to the posts above the level of Deputy Director of Enforcement. 12. The Central Vigilance Commission has been notified as a specific authority to receive information relating to suspicious transactions under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, 2002, the Lokpal and Lokayuktas Act, 2013, amended both the CVC Act, 2003, and the Delhi Special Police Establishment Act, 1946, and made the following changes with respect to the functions of the CVC. 13. The Director of Prosecution under the Directorate of Prosecution in CBI shall be appointed by the Central Government on the recommendation of the Central Vigilance Commission. 14. The Central Vigilance Commissioner, CVC, is the chairperson and the two vigilance commissioners along with secretaries of MO Home Affairs and DO Personnel and Training are the members of the selection committees on whose recommendation the central government appoints officers to the posts of the level of SP and above in the CBI except director of CBI. 15. The Commission has been empowered to conduct preliminary inquiry into complaints referred by Lokpal in respect of officers and officials of Groups A, B, C and D, for which a Directorate of Inquiry for making preliminary inquiry is to be set up in the Commission. The preliminary inquiry reports, in such matters, referred by Lokpal in respect of Group A and B officers are required to be sent to the Lokpal by the Commission. Further, as per mandate, the Commission is to cause further investigation into such Lokpal references in respect of Group C and D officials and decide on further course of action against them. Jurisdiction the jurisdiction of the CVC extends to the following. 1. Members of All India Services serving in connection with the affairs of the Union and Group A officers of the Central Government. 2. Officers of the rank of Scale V and above in the public sector banks. 3. Officers in Grade D and above in Reserve Bank of India, Nabard and Sidbi. 4. Chief Executives and Executives on the Board 
and other officers of E8 and above in Schedule A and B public sector undertakings. 5. Chief Executives and Executives on the Board and other officers of E7 and above in Schedule C and D public sector undertakings. 6. Managers and above in General Insurance Companies. 7. Senior Divisional Managers and above in Life Insurance Corporation. 8. Officers drawing salary of 8700 per month, pre-revised and above on central government DA pattern as may be revised from time to time in societies and local authorities owned or controlled by the central government. Working The CVC conducts its proceedings at its headquarters, New Delhi. It is vested with the power to regulate its own procedure. It has all the powers of a civil court and its proceedings have a judicial character. It may call for information or report from the central government or its authorities so as to enable it to exercise general supervision over the vigilance and anti-corruption work in them. The CVC, on receipt of the report of the inquiry undertaken by any agency on a reference made by it, advises the central government or its authorities as to the further course of action. The central government or its authorities shall consider the advice of the CVC and take appropriate action. However, where the central government or any of its authorities does not agree with the advice of the CVC, it shall communicate the reasons to be recorded in writing to the CVC. The CVC has to present annually to the President a report on its performance. The President places this report before each House of Parliament. Vigilance Units in the Ministries All ministries departments in the Union Government have a Chief Vigilance Officer, CVO, who heads the Vigilance Division of the organization concerned, assisting and advising the secretary or head of office in all matters pertaining to vigilance. He also provides a link between his organization and the Central Vigilance Commission on the one hand and his organization and the Central Bureau of Investigation on the other. Vigilance functions performed by the CVO include 1. Collecting intelligence about corrupt practices of the employees of his organization. 2. Investigating verifiable allegations reported to him. 3. Processing investigation reports for further consideration of the disciplinary authority concerned. 4. Referring matters to the Central Vigilance Commission for advice wherever necessary. Whistleblowers Protection Act 2014 the salient features of the Whistleblowers Protection Act 2014 are as follows. 1. The Act provides a mechanism for protecting the identity of whistleblowers, a term given to people who expose corruption. People who expose corruption in government or irregularities by public functionaries can now be free of any fear of victimization. 2. The Act also provides for a system to encourage people to disclose information about corruption or the willful misuse of power by public servants, including ministers. 3. As per the Act, a person can make a public interest disclosure on corruption before a competent authority which is at present the Central Vigilance Commission, CVC.
The government, by notification, can appoint any other body also for receiving such complaints about corruption. 4. The Act, however, lays down punishment of up to two years in prison and a fine of up to 30,000 rupees for false or frivolous complaints. 5. The Act says that every disclosure shall be made in good faith and the person making the disclosure shall provide a personal declaration stating that he reasonably believes that the information disclosed by him and the allegation contained therein is substantially true. 6. Disclosures can be made in writing or by email message in accordance with the procedure as may be prescribed and contain full particulars and be accompanied by supporting documents or other material. 7. However, no action shall be taken on a disclosure if it does not indicate the identity of the complainant or public servant or if the identity of the complainant or public servant is found to be incorrect. 8. The Act is not applicable to the Special Protection Group. Thank you so much for listening this audiobook. If this audiobook helped you in any way so please do like and share this audiobook and hit the subscribe button.